All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining on the table. This is Representative Dan Miller. I'm excited today as I bang things around uh, is uh, that we have a good friend of mine, uh, one of the key part of our Democratic leadership team. Uh, he is the chair of the Labor Committee, Labor and Industry Committee here in the House. And of course, he is the representative of the mighty 179th District down in Philadelphia. Uh, my friend, Chairman Representative Jason Dawkins. My friend, how are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, uh, Rep. Miller. I am excited to talk uh, to everyone about all the exciting things we have done in the Labor Industry Committee uh, since I've been named chair. Uh, I think folks are going to be really excited about some of the accomplishments we have made so far right. and the things we're looking forward to in the future. Well, and look, let's take a step back, uh, Doc, because I've sure. actually never been chair of a committee. Okay, so, uh, so so let me ask you this now. Uh, can you give us a little bit of insight just to how how you became chair? What was your deriving a driving issue? What were you hoping to do? I got to believe you were fighting to be chair. Yeah, no. So it, it was really exciting and a privilege to be offered the ability to serve a standing committee. Uh, when I first got elected back in 2014, um, I did not think in my wildest dreams that I'll be sitting here uh, fast forward roughly eight years later and uh, chairing a, a, a sitting a standing committee in the majority party. Right. Uh, so, you know, th th these things uh, are a testament uh, to faith and will and hard work. Um, and I am really excited to be uh, privileged enough to uh, serve in this capacity. Um, amongst uh, very important issues that affect uh, a ton of Pennsylvanians who have, you know, got up every day to put, you know, food on the table, roof over their heads and clothing on the backs of their children and their families. And we know the labor movement and the history of the labor movement and why it's so important um, to the fabric of not just this Commonwealth, but this this country. And well, I'm just, you know, part of that. I'm just, I'm just a small part of that history. So, uh, and look, obviously, uh, I was on the committee. You and I have a history of being on committees together. I know you're a fighter, a fantastic pick to be chair. Uh, but look, I want to talk about all the big things you and your committee have been helping House Democrats get done this, uh, you know, in sort of the first semester of this term. You weren't taking small issues. You weren't naming bridges over there, my friend. No. So we, we really came out the gate swinging for the fences, you know, our, our approach essentially was we wanted to get on base. So we knew we wanted to get a few singles, just to kind of get, you know, the blood flowing through the arms. Um, but we knew there's a, it was a real possibility for us to take a shot. And we mm -hmm. knew that Pennsylvania has been waiting for a very long time for their elected leaders to take shots. Uh, we've been talking about, you know, this rainy day fund and we've been talking about, you know, the crisis uh, of 2008 to 2018 to COVID. And we've seen the uh, the effects of when uh, we are not doing well as a society right. of how it has long, deep, um, lasting uh, effects on our people. So we knew we had to take this opportunity because we did not know how long this opportunity would last. We know there is a flu uh, fluidity as it relates to our majority uh, because of it, it's what we call a, a, a humble 102. Any uh -huh. movement. Any yeah. movement whatsoever always challenges and pit uh, real real concerns around the, the things we could do, the things we have talked about 
as a as a democratic party to kind of well, kind of get to yeah. well and look we've working people and and uh and uh, uh union members have been waiting a long time let's face it for a a pro union pro worker uh majority uh which not only is reflected of the democratic caucus as a whole but that's that's what the team you put together over there on your committee absolutely we want to be unapologetically union right and that is something that we hear all the time, but we haven't seen real action uh, around uh, from especially our, our colleagues on the other side of the aisle. They always talked about what they can do for union if this was to be the case or whatever. It was always a moving object. When Democrats took over the reins, we did not hesitate. We didn't waste any time. We put a yeah. package of bills together that all kind of focus on a lot of key issues that has been swirling around Harrisburg for years, such as, you know, the protection rights of OSHA workers in the public sector. Well, um, let ahead. me hit you on that. Let me give you a couple, right? Because I know you got a bunch. And I want to start first with the with one with your name on it, because I know it was a lot of work that you were taking care of. Uh, minimum wage. Absolutely. You guys, your committee uh, led the way on, on uh, delivering minimum wage uh, reform through the House. Uh, Give me a little bit there. How'd that come together? You, you, you. I know that was a big thing for you. So we knew when we talk about equity, right? That's one of the biggest areas of concern when it when it pertains to workers. Can can I put food on a table? Can I keep a roof over the head of my family? Minimum wage is is really at the base of that argument. We have had a 7.25 minimum wage for almost 16 right. years. It is long past due. Every other surrounding state is doing better than us. When I look at West Virginia and they have a higher minimum wage than Pennsylvania, yeah. that should be alarming to everyone, not just ours, not God just these, not just eyes. It should be a wake up call that we are not doing what we have set out to do and take an oath to do is to ensure that we can actually provide for our citizens. Um, so the minimum wage conversation wasn't easy. We were trying to look at ways to have a bipartisan approach to this issue. Um, uh, luckily for us, one of our Republican colleagues in the Senate had drafted a piece of legislation that I thought it's something we can get behind. And we decided that we were going to use that language and have almost a companion piece of legislation in the House to almost, you know, dispel any of these rumors that the Democrats are doing their own thing versus, you know, communicating with the other side. We use verbatim language right. from our Republican counterparts to move this bill. Well, and, and I want to, you know, look, that was obviously for you very strategic here because uh, Democrats, if we were just writing a bill that didn't have to pass through the Senate or Republican Senate, we would have chose a different path, I'm sure, than everything that we put together here. But I think it was what an effort on your behalf to, I know, shepherd this bill through with the idea that it is so close, like you said, verbatim, and I don't know how exactly, I know it's incredibly close, if not exactly, to what the Senate Republicans wanted, thinking that once we passed it, then they would pick it up and run with it, right? Absolutely. And, you know, all the, uh, I guess, discussions I've been having on both sides of the aisle felt that we were moving in the right direction. As you all know, whenever you're moving big uh, ticket items, you have to have the courage. Um, to stand in front of some folks who may not agree. 
um, of your approach. And I can tell you, not only from, you know, our Republican colleagues who had issues, we had Democrats who had issues. Because, again, it didn't yeah, go as far. Different reason. Different. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They weren't the yeah. same reason, though, my friend. You no, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely not the same reasons. But it was still rooted and it wasn't perfect. Um, yeah. So right. we didn't right. want we didn't want to get in the way of having something that we can actually talk about and actually deliver for the folks who have sent us here and, and committed to say, you know what, we believe Democrats should be the uh, majority party in the House, and we had to live up to that responsibility. And one of the ways we have done that is by looking at a piece of legislation that wasn't perfect and finding commonality to actually get it through our very diverse House and sent over to the Senate. Right. Now, look, it, it's hard. I, they seem over there to have a problem with us sending over bills that they actually write. Uh, that seems to be a reoccurring theme here somehow. But it wasn't just minimum wage because we know, of course, look, there definitely are some union jobs and some uh, workers there that we have to elevate up, bring up. Uh, God willing, get to a point where they are more indexed to inflation and we don't right. have to keep dealing with this question. But a lot of union workers, that that's not exactly the number one issue. But you addressed other things as well. And I know like uh, one of them was the public sector OSHA. Uh, bill yes. that we know Chair Hawkins, uh, Harkins have been doing so much work on. I know that was a big priority as well for you. Absolutely. Before I even became labor chair, this was this was what you would hear in the hallways of Harrisburg, that public, sa uh, public sector OSHA was a real concern amongst all of our union brothers and sisters. House Bill 299 addressed a lot of those concerns that a lot of folks have raised. And we had uh, hearings yeah. on this issue. Throughout throughout the year, this is something that we were unable to get um, our Republican chairs to kind of move on over the over the course of a few years when they made promises to labor that they were going to look at this issue. And they have always refused to even give it any consideration whatsoever. We did not want to leave our public sector workers um, unprotected on job sites where it matters that we have these safety protocols in place. And I know someone may say, you know, we, we shouldn't have, you know, all of this red tape as a relief. I don't believe it's red tape when you can save someone's life. Oh, no, come on. And and look, we're all being kind here. Well, almost every bill that you pass has been ignored for years by um, the previous majority. There's, there's no doubt about that. A lot of promises made and things ignored. And uh, that's why I love your work. And that includes reaching out on the private side, uh, private sector as well. And this is one of the things I loved is clearly you were doing things under your leadership that was helping public sector, then coming back to private sector and back and forth. And I know misclassification for our trades have been yes. an issue to which they've been waiting for help for a long time. Absolutely. And that, that bill that we moved also, I think that's House yeah. Bill 143. 413, um, yeah, 413 yep. with uh, yep. uh, Chair Galloway. At Galloway's bill. Again, you know, we obviously know there's more work to do in misclassification area. Right. However, we had to start somewhere. Yep. And we thought this was a great opportunity to kind of get the ball rolling in that space where I believe everyone was supportive of this misclassification until it hit the floor. Because when before I became yeah. chair, this was always the buzzword of, you know, there's a bipartisan piece we can work on misclassification. I've always heard that theory, but when it came into practice, we've seen that folks didn't have that same energy when it hit that right. floor. So no. we want to make sure we want to like, look, 
it's not a gotcha with us as Democrats. We believe these are areas of concern, and we believe we had a working commitment amongst our fellow um, uh, co-workers on the other side of the aisle. We just un have been unable to get our co-chair to see the vision of where we're trying to go because they still operate in a silo of only, you know, politics and, and, and like, you know, we're looking at the actual safety of our workers. We're looking at how do we advance these households so they can ensure that they can actually, you know, do right by their families and their communities. This is yeah. something that we have to continue to work towards because we haven't quite got there yet. Well, and that includes making sure that um, the trades, uh, our trades people are being classified properly on the work site. Uh, we know that there's an independent contractor issue that is out there that is a problem. We know that there's responsible contractor work that we got to talk about, too. We'll come back. But Correct. this is the thing, the misclassification of 413 Galloway. This is a longstanding issue that had been like played with and pretended with for too long. Um, and by the way, when you talk about votes, you actually passed uh, ways to strengthen the Child Labor Act. And still that wasn't done unanimously. <laughs> we still had a couple dozen on the other side vote against strengthening child labor laws. Uh, take it a step farther. We had an organizing week resolution that we couldn't get uh, <laughs> we couldn't get everyone to vote on. I mean, this just shows you the separation that we're currently dealing with and why it's so polarizing to the folks outside of politics or why they're being turned off by it. If we cannot agree that organizing week resolution of just stating that it is a, a right for folks to do this, then we are really have lost our sense of purpose as it relates to a country and a commonwealth of what we was founded on. Or people are revealing uh, actually where they've always been in regards to union and middle class growth. Uh, look, I want to give a shout out to Representative Young because I know that was her child labor uh, uh, act that was done. And right. Representative Fiedler on the constitutional amendment uh, and then organizing week. I know, too, that you my office and your office teamed up with a bit, too. And I also say uh, Representative, uh, I want to say Madsen was uh, involved, right. too. And look, organizing, of course, is the heart of the union movement. Right. Uh, and um, it is something to which. All we were, in essence, trying to do was to make sure that people were aware of their rights. We want people right. to, look, workers should make their own uh, decision up. Uh, it's up to them whether they want to uh, join a union. Yet somehow, by the way, so many of our uh, uh, employers, uh, not all, but uh, some of them anyhow, like to spend untold millions to put their thumb, if not their thumb, their arm, if not their arm, their entire body onto the scale to tilt that decision for uh, for the workers, uh, and there's only one reason they do that, and that's mm -hmm. because they know that being a union, having a union there, would uh, strengthen their employees and and cost them more money in relation to the the so much money that so many of our businesses are bringing home, our corporate uh, execs are so much revenue that they're bringing home and instead of helping to uh, support their workers so you did some tremendous work and not only that by the way i got to give you a couple other pieces uh you worked on workers comp changes Absolutely. helping making yeah especially during like permanent disfigurement strengthening that you did direct deposit reforms in relation to workers comp claims you actually did a bill to help uh, this I think this is Rep Piscatano's bill in relation to hotel safety workers knowing Absolutely. the types of uh, crimes and assaults that they could be dealing with. So uh, it wasn't just one or two different sectors. You guys were active all over the board. No, I think we, we I think we almost about 17 bills we've moved through committee uh, in the first 
90 days uh, of us being back in session, which which is unheard of, um, yeah. you know, for a first year uh, chair to be that aggressive on very big issues. It's something that this House hasn't seen in quite some time. And it's, uh, look, it's long overdue. I mean, these well, bills are, are not new concepts. These bills have been around for years. We're, they're just finally getting the opportunity to be talked about and really be able to be discussed and debated, which is what we should be doing as legislators. So I am excited um, for the second half uh, of this first year term to really get back um, and, and pick up the pieces where we left it off. All right. We still have some unfinished business. We have an RCO bill that we were able to get out of committee, but we still need right. to get off the floor. And we're gonna work through that um, to kind of get that bill moving along with some other key issues that we have, you know, pretty much in the hopper that we're looking to get to. Yeah, and that RCO, that responsible contractor, you know, and, and I know we've been working, you've been working to be sure that um, uh, even when there's slightly different opinions between a couple different unions that we're, we're, we're helping to team up. I, I'm pretty sure you've been working hard with the AFL-CIO leadership to bring Absolutely. people together uh, to, yeah, to make sure we, obviously the goal from, uh, I've always thought, I've got to believe you're the same, is we're not trying to pass one bill that, helps one union it's a bill that helps the entire movement of all workers of all workers and we have to make sure that's clear right because i think yeah. there's there's this misconception that somehow you know we're, we're picking our favorites no all workers are important all all communities are, matter right so we need to make sure that there is a opportunity for folks who want to work to work as an opportunity for those who do work are safe and there's an opportunity that those who do work are paid fairly. So I don't believe that's too much to ask for, uh, considering, uh, you know, how much money is in this economy. And look, we have so many good employers who I know uh, work well with their uh, with their staff, no matter how big or small, no matter union or non-union. Uh, and that's what we appreciate. We we love that. That's that's Pennsylvania teaming together, working together to grow uh, and to be the engine that our economy has been for our country. Um, I mean, you know, we, you know, we built this, uh, not just this country, but a lot, uh, basically any building that you have in, in, at least in North America, they probably came out of Pittsburgh in one way or another. So uh, we know how to build the economy out here and that's what we'd like to see. Absolutely. Well, listen, hey, Doc, I got to ask you, with the two Labor Days, obviously right on the horizon, this is our special Labor Day uh, event, uh, uh, you know, I guess podcast. What what do you tell us your Labor Day plans? Well, so this year I'm excited to actually share my Labor Day um, out in Allegheny County. This will be my first time celebrating uh, with the brothers and sisters out in, in, in the West. Um, normally, I would uh, participate um, here in the East um, with my local um, union brothers and sisters here, but I decided um, I'm going to take this show on the road. I believe yeah. we, need to, we need to share uh, share the love, go out West, uh, talk about uh, issues that matter, make sure that we are really listening uh, to the folks who are on the ground. Uh, I do not want to assume uh, what is the realities as it relates to other counties throughout this Commonwealth? I want to hear directly from those workers of what we can be doing better back in Harrisburg to ensure that their voices are being heard and that we're making uh, actionable steps to kind of correct whatever their concerns may be of how do we build a stronger uh, uh, body of unions um, throughout this Commonwealth, because wow. that is the way forward mm -hmm. to kind of move 
all of our neighborhoods in the right direction is to ensure that we're listening and doing the things that the folks are asking us to do. Listen, I, I can tell you, we're, we're excited to have you out here. I know uh, our Allegheny County uh, Labor Council here does a tremendous job organizing under President Kelly. Uh, the last I heard, we are the largest Labor Day uh, parade in, in the uh, nation. Uh, it is a fantastic experience. I, I, I look forward to seeing you out here. I usually march with, it's tough because I like to march with the steel workers, of course, my home union, or sometimes my brothers and sisters over at the uh, the firefighters in Pittsburgh. Uh, you're going to, there's so many, you're going to see a lot of friends. It's a great time. We're glad to have you out here. Well, look, I'm as excited to be able to kind of like fellowship with all, all of our folks out there. Um, and again, you know, it, it is the one union body for us because um, if any part of this union body is not currently doing well, then the entire body will suffer. So we want to make sure everyone is, is shown that respect and everyone has an opportunity to be heard. And again, I, I, I've been hearing for a while that Allegheny County's parade is the largest in, in the Commonwealth. So I'm going to come yeah. out there and enjoy it. Um, and I Good. look forward to it to kind of catch up with old friends and make new yeah. friends while there as well. Well, and listen, uh, again, well, thank you. I want to thank the good chair for, for his time. Uh, and, and everybody, if you're not clear, for those who are maybe not getting the message, um, what was done under, under the chair's leadership uh, was just a start. Uh, everybody watch what comes next. Uh, and I know the chair is going to continue to be working to deliver for working people and unions uh, across the state over and over again. Um, and look, we also recognize, too, there are some people who do not have Labor Day, uh, a three-day weekend. Uh, right. These are a lot of our, our our firefighters, our police, our public safety, a lot of our healthcare workers, and so forth. Um, um, so we appreciate you. We thank you for the work that you're doing on that day. Uh, and believe uh, believe us too. We're not going to forget you when we're looking for ways to strengthen your workplace rights as well. So thank you, Chair Dawkins. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the table. And we'll look forward. Uh, hopefully all of you get some time this weekend um, some way or another to be with loved ones. Uh, and let's figure out what we get back into more, more union bills, more labor bills, more working bills, more ways to grow this state when we get back. Thank you, everybody. 